Hey there, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Tricky Kid Radio. I am your host, as always, Roy Turner. Coming on back, starting the year off right, back-to-back whoop, episodes. Whoop. My man, Chaz McKnight. I always call you, I always add the McKnight. Yeah, like I'm a McNugget or I'm a McDonald's or something. No, like, like the R&B singer, uh, Brian oh. McKnight. Oh, I see, I see. It was a compliment, what I was trying to give you there. I'm going more for the Knight Rider. I'm like, you know, Hasselhoff. You oh, know. okay, good, good, yeah, good. I'm more that era. I see. So Chaz... Night Rider, <laughs> yes, Knight. That's right. The okay. Night Rider, the singer, frontman of the sleaziest band in town, Red Leather. It's oh even got God. a so much fun. These guys play all your favorite hits. Chaz, welcome back. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. How you been? Thanks for having me back. It's oh, fun. Let's yes. do this. Yes, well, you, you always have a good time. We always have a good time. Well, we've known each other forever, haven't we? I mean, like 20 years, 25 years? Almost 25 Seems years. like forever, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about this. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna trip. In May, when you and I took that <laughs> unbelievable Adventure? trip to Rocklahoma, which yeah. has become something different, that will have been 10 years ago. Really? That was 10 years ago. Yeah. Is that hard to believe that was they're 10 years doing, ago? They're still doing the Rocklahoma, but they, they didn't do it like we did it. No, they didn't. <laughs> no one's ever going to do it like we did it. Nothing will ever beat that trip, will it? Oh, there man. There was just something about it. was something magical Stuff's and crazy, special. Stuff's crazy, man. Stuff's you know, crazy, you, know, man. you, you can say it. Oh, oh. Shit's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> you just wasted the whole time. It was fun. It just was but, fun. But, but, but it's like we at that point had been friends for about 15 years, of course. Yeah, a long time. But... We, you know, I was in New York for a long time, yeah. and I was in New York even for three more years after that, so we didn't see a lot of each other, right. so we kind of had that, that bit of a break, but that really solidified it. But I can remember <laughs> seeing Red Leather open for Stephen Piercy at, like, the Galaxy Club. Yeah, oh, my like, God. Like, like 20 years ago, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, 15, 17 years ago? Yeah, yeah. that's a lot. Wow. I'm yeah. old. Yeah. Isn't crazy? Old. Yeah. So, good times, man. It's been good to be here. Glad you're here. Glad we get to see each other more often. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like now that we're both we're like bros from different hoes. Or... Yeah. And now that we're like, you know, almost practically neighbors and we're dads and oh, and geez. our What's and our happening to us and our wives let us, you know, uh, hang out and stuff. So. Speaking of old, if you guys remember the show, uh, but actually, I need to introduce this week's guest. So, okay, here's what we're going to be doing. All right. Your boy just got back from this year's NAM convention at the Anaheim Convention Center right across yeah. the street from Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. And we've got so many great things to talk about, so much great music, so much. We're going we're gonna to get into kind of a nerdy kind of gear talk kind of thing to preview some things coming up. Uh, so much great stuff to talk about. We have so many great guests and so many great episodes coming. Nice. Uh, and so definitely hang out with us, man. We're going to have a great time. We want you to be able to check us out on Twitter on Tricky Kid and the Number Two. And Chaz, where can they find you on the interwebs? Uh, Twitter, it's uh, One Local Chaz, I believe, is the handle now right? these days. And then, uh, yeah, our Royal Viking. I can't remember what, which one I am. I'm either the Royal Viking or That's I'm one loco chat. Pretty wide margin there. Yeah, it's one or the other. You'll find me. And, of course, we're DJ Tricky Kid on Instagram. Of course, you can find us on Facebook under Tricky Kid Radio Podcast. But the best thing to do is go on, uh, what's it called? Oh, yeah, iTunes. Oh. And what you want to do is you want to subscribe. It's for free. And you'll get shows just like this each and every single Thursday. And now you don't want to forget about Tricky Kid TV, our YouTube channel, nice. where you can kind of see a lot of what we're doing. And, man, and after the trip I just had, you're going to want to see what, what, what I saw. I mean, we're naked right now. So if they were, <laughs> if they were on the Tricky Kid TV, they would see two completely nude men talking. I to each so. other. Yeah, but with, with the, microphones. With, with bars over oh, our, our breast yes. and, yeah, uh, gotta, you know. Yeah. Uh, long that, bars. Very long bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're horrible and I incorrigible. I love it. <laughs> so last time, talking of old, last time you were here, yeah. we were celebrating the 35th anniversary of 1983. And, and you were shocked when I was telling you about how... It was amazing how it occurs to you how there's so many things that happened that year. The greatest year ever. Ever. In my opinion. Since we've been alive, for sure. 1983. And there's things that we still reference and talk about and use that that gave us that year. Well, man, it just kept, there was so much to fit in. 
because that year was just exploding with goodness. But even I've discovered so much since then. Oh. So I feel like that uh, Recap. not only were there a couple that, that I did already have that were, wasn't enough airtime, but in the time since then, it's just like bam, bam, bam. So you know what? They deserve to be heard. So we're going to start with that, and I'm going to fire off a few things for you real fast. Yeah, okay? I'm ready. I'm ready. And I can't believe how we went through chronologically to start the year. Remember how we did that one great week in September? Remember? Right, right. Starting the year on January the 11th, 1983, The Joy of Painting with Bob Ross ah. debuted on PBS. Yeah. 83 also gave us Bob Ross, my friend. Yes, with the great hair. Yeah. And that great voice. And? It just made you feel so good. And? And? Those happy little trees. Those happy little trees. Yeah. Okay, and then next month, that was January, February, February 3rd of 1983 was actually the series finale, not the beginning, but the last episode of The Greatest American Hero. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could be so free. What are the greatest theme songs? Most theme songs were kind of like, you know, love and marriage. Right. If that song came on the radio, I would turn no, that it shit up. Hit. Oh, and, and I'll give you a little side note okay. about that. So Eddie Van Halen, you know, when they kind of started wanting to uh, separate Van Halen, right. separate from Ted Templeman. Right. Eddie Van Halen wanted Van Halen, that the guy who produced that song, to produce Van Halen. Who was that? Who was the guy? God, I can't remember his name. All right, name. we'll have we we, we, we got to find we have, it. We got to do some research. So, after doing a little bit of research, we learned that the producer as well as the songwriter is a guy named Mike Post. Mike Post, yes. So that is the guy that Eddie Van Halen wanted to produce the next Van Halen record. He kind of was done with Ted Templeman, so he wanted Mike Post. I guess he had heard the theme song and thought, yes, that's what I want Van Halen to sound like. And you know, he was getting into keyboards. He was starting to go in that direction. Sure. And he just thought that was the greatest song production. And isn't that weird? And on top of that, you want to hear something even more crazy Van Halen? Is that his first idea to replace David Lee Roth was Patty Smythe from... Who was that? The Vandals? The Vandals. The Vandals. This, I, I, I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. Like he was thinking, well, she could front the band and then have Mike Post produce it. Imagine what Van Halen would have sounded like with Eddie and Alex and Patty Smith and or Smythe. And, with Mike Post. With Mike Post. I mean, how crazy would that have sounded like? It would have sounded like, I am the warrior. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest American warrior. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Mike Post, uh, he was also did a lot of more theme songs that you know about, by Uh-oh, the way. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Uh, Law and Order. Ta-dum. The A-Team. Really? Yes. NYPD Blue, The Rockford Files, L.A. Law, Quantum Leap, Magnum P.I., and Hill Street Blues. That's like a... So, this a, dude a, knows how to write TV themes. Right. He's, theme like, the, he's like the Stan Bush. Like, remember 80s, how Stan Bush did like, you know, the Transformers theme. Right, right. Uh, Stan Animals Fire, all that kind of stuff. I wonder what he's doing now. Uh, let's see here. Well, he's 74 now. Oh. Uh, and, yeah, that is... Maybe we had to check in he's on... He's collecting checks is what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's having a latte, checking his mail for royalty checks. Yes, That's what he's absolutely. doing. Absolutely. Now, also, to back up just for a second, in January, of course, we brought us Bob Ross. February ended Greatest American Hero. But before that... January 22nd, 1983, MTV started broadcasting to the west coast of America after being picked up by Group W Cable in Los Angeles. What was, what did you say? MTV. The music television? Yeah. So, oh, so this was just a New York thing? Not, well, not necessarily a New York thing. It was an East Coast thing, okay? So it was kind of like when people tell you that lived in Iowa or, or, or even better, people who lived in California go, man, I remember that day when the space shuttle dun, took off dun, dun, in the countdown. Dun, dun, they are lying. But now people in Arkansas, right. Florida, right. Uh, let's see, Pennsylvania, 
in uh, a few other d different places. I think Tennessee might have been one to check over. You actually could, could have seen it, okay? Because it was something, that's kind of where, where the, the line was. Like the so it East wasn't Coast. a nationwide thing. It, it was kind of. It wasn't. People don't realize that. So, so when you've gone back, or right, like right now, if you were going to YouTube, you could say the first seconds of MTV. Right? Yeah, I thought it was like video killed the radio star. It, it was, but here's what you. But here's the deal. What people but that wasn't remember. nationwide. It wasn't. Ah. Here's the deal. If you turned on your TV, there was a still shot of a NASA ship that was at, like in real time. Right, right, right. Okay, this went on for days, and I was just a kid. I was flipping. I was seven years old. I'm flipping to the channel. And you know, I'm seven. I so, like it was the buildup. Yeah, I'm. Se but you don't know what's coming. It wasn't like I knew that it, this was going to now be music. Right. I thought I was watching a space show. Right. I thought I was watching NASA. I'm seven. <laughs> I love spaceships. Still do. So I was like, man, when is this thing? I thought I was like, oh my god, it's about to launch. But it wasn't. It was like four days away, or maybe even longer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I'd come home from school and run to that channel. Really? Like, like did the rocket take off yet? Because it was just. I had if no clue. You, if you turned on that channel, it was there. And then, and then finally, I, I could kind of get it. I could read the countdown. So now I knew. Hey, like tomorrow at this time, I got to be in front of the TV set in order. You know. So How did you know about all that? Because I had no idea. I just one day somebody said music television. I went, oh, and I turned it on, and it was some videos. I was a latchkey kid. I came home from school. Oh, I was yes, seven right. years old, and I'm just flipping to the channels. I see a spaceship. Keep in mind, I have no idea what what what. This you is. must have had some pretty cool cable, though. I mean, you've already had the MTV. Well, okay. If you Did had, you have HBO? No, you had, we had basic cable that was like attached. It might have even been pirated cable. We were dirt poor. Dirt <laughs> were you poor. watching porno through the squiggly lines? In fact, we Cinemax were, late at night. Hey, hey, <laughs> it was enough. It was enough. It's all it took. It's all right? it took. The, just the audio soundtrack. <laughs> we were living. So what happened was we were living with my mom's sister, my aunt, and they had cable. So it wasn't even our cable, right? Nice. And I was like, okay, when I come home from, from school tomorrow, it's going to be at this time. And keep on, I thought the rocket. Did you was, see it? Like the beginnings? I did. I was there. Get it, out I, of here. I was right there. But here's what, keep on, let me finish. I this. came a little late. Here, as you always do. I mean, on MTV. Right. And Skinamax. <laughs> but the point is, is that I thought I was just going to see a rocket take off. It wasn't like I saw a rocket so and then you were I thinking, knew. I just wanted to see a rocket take off, and yeah. I was going to go back and play with Play-Doh, right? Yeah. You were thinking Kennedy Space Center. That's it, you right, know, right, okay. Rocket, um, Apollo 9. This is also the year, of, it was right around the time of the Royal Wedding. And I remember that, like, like my mom. Die. Right, I remember my mom and my, and my sister stayed up late. It was around that same time. And, and I came home from school, and there went the rocket. I was like, oh, my God. But instead of, like, seeing it actually go up in space, it just said... As it was going up before it, while it was still in the atmosphere, it said, ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. And that's when you saw video kill the radio star. And, and I was like, it. I was like, what, what is this? Right. God, I can't believe you saw that. I was, I was, I was their life. No, there. I came later. So I, yeah. they had already been showing videos and stuff. I came in later. But right. my friend, I had a friend that, yeah, they had the cable. They had a little nicer, you know, two-story house. Right. And they, I would stay nights there. And we stumbled on that MTV, and we were like, oh, this is cool. Like, these videos, there's people singing. But it was cool music, you know. It was right. Uh, it was so cool, that era, like, new wave and oh, rock. Oh, yeah. It's and still like, kind of my favorite. Oh, you know? it's still the best. Right. 1983, man. Yeah, yeah, That's totally. what I'm talking about. Such a great year. 82 for music, what we're talking about. Like, 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 like if we have, like, our, our favorite types of music, I've always, like, obviously, you know, you and I have always have bonded over the classic. We're talking about Van Halen, and, yeah. and we're going to be talking about Van Halen a little bit later in the episode. Um, but, you know, there's that, and then later on, like, when I was about 14, I was there at the beginning of Thrash Metal, so I have a special oh, yeah. place for, like, Metallica and Slayer and all Anthrax, that. Anthrax, yeah. And then, of course, I have a place in my heart for, like, you know, like, the R&B stuff that my, and the blues that my parents listen to, and then all the things I discovered later, but I gotta tell you, nothing takes me to a specific place and a specific emotion and a specific geographical location greater than that very influential time, that eighty-two right. to eighty-four. Oh yeah. Before there was TRL, there was this whole episode is becoming about MTV. But I, uh, before there was TRL, there was Dell MTV. Remember how? They, remember Home Sweet Home? Yes. It was like the first like retired video. But but when I think about MTV, I think about that 
those early days of, like you said, like Wall of Voodoo's Mexican oh, radio. Yeah. yeah. And like the waitresses, I know what boys like and soft, soft that, that kind of stuff. That, that, that pop, pop. I don't pop think music. we would have ever, I mean, as far as where, where I, I mean, Colorado, where I grew up, I don't think we would ever been exposed to any of that if it wasn't for MTV. Totally. Because they were playing like classic rock and like classic rock. I mean, that's basically Zeppelin, Leonard Skinner, the Eagles. They weren't playing stuff like the Duran Duran. I mean, you couldn't get that on the radio. Well, yeah, but not to mention this, that way, but they also learned quickly, like, who was going to survive this new medium. Right. You know, like, suddenly, like, the Eagles, like, they, they broke up in 1980 because those guys were too ugly. Well, uh, exactly. And it was more art rock. You know, they had to combine, you know, the rock music with the art, you know, right. the visuals. And, the, and, the, and the, the, the dinosaur bands weren't doing that. Zeppelin, they weren't, you know, putting out videos. I mean, they were. Well, yeah, well, they were already broken up by that time as well. But, I mean, but, even, yeah. like, Van Halen, I mean. Who were born. Oh, Van Halen was born for that medium. David Lee Roth invented that medium. But they weren't really, I mean, they didn't really do videos on the first two, three, well, four well, albums, five albums. They, not until 1984 did they really, really have a, like, think about it, jump, really hot for teachers. Well, basically what people Those were the first videos for Van Halen. Right, but what people would do back then, they would they would do an entire live concert. Oh, and just show concert clips. And they clips. would just show concert clips. Yeah. Like, like yeah. the 81 from Fair Warning would... Uh, they would kind of milk that for a while. But keep in mind, they can only do what they have a budget for. And right. so the, the, when, when the record companies were like, we've got to make a video to sell this record, that's when they started making budgets for it. But uh, anyway, so moving on, because we, can do a whole, we should do a whole episode on MTV. I'm excited too. I know, right? I know. That's, that's all I want to talk about now. And now the last 1983 tidbit for now, which is something that's now relevant again because – what has become the new Journeys Don't Stop Believing is this song, and I'll get to it. Come on. Also in February of 83, Toto, depending on your, uh, th- your perspective, either dropped a, a landmark record or dropped the largest turd of the 80s with their song called Africa, right? Right, right. Now, for some reason, some Weezer fan got it. In his head, that, that, that Weezer needed to cover this song, so much. Is that so, how that happened? Yeah, so much so that he started this online petition that the band eventually had no choice to, you know, not to ignore. They couldn't ignore it anymore, right? Are you kidding me? And then they got to the place where they were like, "Yeah, you know what? We will cover this." And they covered it, and it's a hit again, which I thought it was cool that Toto actually covered their song "Hashpipe" in return. Oh, Respond, did they right? really? No, that's cool. But it's become that when I say the, the new "Don't Stop Believing" is now it's a song everybody wants to do in karaoke. They think Toto is a new band. A lot of people don't realize that the journey was lingering in obscurity for like ten or fifteen years until "Don't Stop Believing" appeared at the end of the Sopranos in the mid two thousands. Well, okay, I, I get that, but right. but so now but Toto. I mean, Africa, really. Yep. I mean, I, I will tell you because I was you know obviously present during that era. Right. I'm old, but. That song wasn't that good. I mean, everyone thought, like, Africa, this is kind of lame. After Hold the Line, you know, and Total, Total could rock. They had some rock yeah. and stuff. And then they released Africa, and we're like, uh, I mean, Rosanna's kind of cool, but Africa, we, we thought was lame. Well, he was smashing Rosanna Arquette at that, at that point, so he had to write a song about her. Right? That's what that song's yeah. about. Yeah. But, but Africa was lame. It really was. It, it, it's, it, it, it's still lame. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm saying Weezer. Why do people lie? I mean, why would Weezer cover that song? That's just terrible. They should... There's so many cooler songs they could cover. You know? I think I think it fits. I, I get it because because they're they're kind of this anachronistic anachronistic band, and so it, it brings something back. It's got the harmonies. I get I get it. I, 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 I think I, it works. and I don't think their version's very good. To be honest with you, I don't. I mean, yeah, they kind of do it justice, but I don't think I don't know. I'm just not into it, man. Okay, I'm out. I'm out on the Weezer. I'm out on the Africa. I'm out on all of it. <laughs> And again, I, this show is not supposed to all be about like a sequel to 83 and MTV, which we should do. We should, you know, I now realize that we need to do a, an MTV episode. We might wait till 2021 because it'll be the 40th anniversary, but uh, who, who cares? Oh, that's two years away. We can't wait that long. I know. I kind of want to do it in two weeks, right? Right. Okay. So, also in January of 83, since so now it's January, February, that's that same time, Plinko was added to the Price <laughs> is Right. Plinko. It is one of my favorite Price is Right games. It is, for sure. Did you see the, talk about the ever-expanding, like, like, like Kiss and their ever-reaching 
they were on right. Coke bottles and toilet paper. They were on the prices, right? They were they were like to advertise their new tour. Like behind door number two a few weeks ago was the members of Kiss. Right, right. You would have guessed. We'll go on tour with Kiss, fly in their private jet. Yes, it was. It was. It was. It was kind of. It wasn't as cool as Van Halen's last weekend. We could do a whole episode on that oh one. Oh my side. god! Yeah, and but kinda, it's pretty cool that Kiss did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. And, and, and kind of did. You know, we had No Monk, Van Halen's manager, on the show, and I told him that nobody sent in more postcards to that contest than, you. than me. <laughs> and it's true. I have pictures of me like doing it, like with a pile. So of Plinko's cool. Yeah. But my favorite. All time Price is Right game is the guy climbing up the mountain. Oh yeah, and then he goes over the edge. Yeah. If you if you overbid, it goes over yeah. the edge. Oh. Because it seems so stoned, like right. <laughs> it was slow. Like no, I'm saying whoever conceived of that was just kind of like, okay, these games, do, these games, yeah, right, these games. Like the guy that did that, like you have like the like the the, the employee like like photographs. Right. The, the guy with the horn rim glasses and long hair, he came up with that. Right. Way. Bloodshot eyes. Yeah, totally. Six. I got a really cool game, man. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a guy climbing up a mountain, but if you go too far, he falls off. Yeah. And <laughs> but we'll have to bleep when he goes, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, very quickly, two more. Now, talk about spending my summers in 83 was the debut. Okay, and you said this a while ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said it a while ago. We were talking about before we came in about Fortnite. 1983 also gave us Dragon's Lair, my yes. friend. Oh, yes. That was the game right there. It's still the game because that there's still the nothing game. like it. I mean, I mean, they were using laser disc technology on yeah. a video game. And remember how all the other games were... So advanced. Way before other, its time. All the other games were 25 cents and this one was a dollar. Remember? Yeah. So you had to stand in line and yeah. put in... Four, and you only had like... I was like nine years old my mom gave me eight quarters right right, half of that for dragon's lair right okay yeah Yeah, i remember when that came to the arcade and like everyone was like what is it what is it it's like you have to watch kind of like a movie it's not a video i mean it's like a movie and you kind of direct this movie yeah so what you had to do is watch you had to watch people play it right and you it's kind of you learn the pattern you like okay when it gets this point you do the joystick right when you get this point up and over i mean you kind of had to learn the pattern and go through it. But if you'd never played it before, you had no clue what you were doing. I mean, it was it was hard. It was very hard. And, and, and you would die must, almost They must like, have made millions of dollars because you were, like, it cost a dollar to play it, right? right Back right, then right. in the 80s. You're right. So they must have made a million dollars. Well, I think what they were doing is they, they, were, they were selling the discs to the arcades. And the arcades were probably pocketing most of the money. But, but, but here's why, too, because they had to have the liability. Because what would people do when the video game, when they sucked at it, they would kick it. Well, you can't kick this game because it was running on a laser disc. I see. So they would, <laughs> it would skip. They go see. to the next scene. By putting in a dollar and dying all three times in seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, because that's what would happen. I mean, and going, what, what do I do here? I remember the first 10 times, 15 times I played it, I died immediately. Every time I was like, yeah. I was like, so, what is this? What do you do? I know. Yeah, uh, but it was totally cool. And now... I don't know if, you know, I mean, I'm still a big video game weirdo. Right. They All these vintage video game stores are popping up where, you know, it's the bar, you know, what do they call it? Barcade. Bar, barcades, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've been to a couple of them that actually had a Dragon's Lair. Yeah. The one in Richardson has a Dragon's Lair. Well, do you remember, remember that the, uh, the one I was collaborating with when you would come up there? Yes, okay. yes, yes. We had a Dragon's Lair. Oh. And I want to launch into this for a second. Now we get to our sponsor section. Is that coming up in March? Uh, is actually, I, I, hang on, hang on one second. I might have the wrong date. Is speaking of retro, is next month is one of my favorite weekends of the year. It's March 22nd to the 24th. It's the Texas Pinball Festival. Oh, I've been wanting to go for so long. You got to come with me, dude. And now I live in Frisco. It's down the freaking road from me. I used to come and get a hotel room. I would. Dude, de- we're going. We're going. I'm serious. Now, do you remember me coming over to the video game place and playing pinball? Yeah, of course. Do you remember me, how I get into pinball? No, you get into it. You're I a mean, pinball guy. I, more than video games, pinball is my thing. That's my thing, too. And I, Always has been. I am vocal. I grunt. I groan. I scream. When I play pinball, I mean, I play pinball. You're into it. It's a physical sport for yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, people think I'm having sex. No, I'm playing pinball. This is serious. You're going to go nuts because it's, I can't wait. it's a Walmart-sized showroom. All the games are on free play. Uh, normally, you would have to have a... 
pay a flat fee. Of course, you and I won't we'll have, uh, you know, obviously we'll be guests and won't have to do that. And they also bring in a lot of the classic arcade games. And they always bring in uh, a Dragon's Lair that's always on one of those projector TV screens. Oh and I forget what some what they call it because there, there was kind of like a version of it that was very limited. And it's like a woman's name, like Susan or something. Like, 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 I want to say Lazy Susan or something, but it's it's not that. <laughs> but it's like the nerds will go, oh, look, it's Dragon's Lair, the Lazy Susan version or something what? geeky. Yeah, there's some rare version of it that was on that played to that's that. easier or something? It's harder, actually, if you can, ah. if you can imagine it being even harder, right? Oh, my God. But it is nuts. Jocelyn knew, my wife knew nothing about pinball and went, had the greatest time. Oh, it's, like, it's like going to a museum because they have it from all over and they have competitions. But here's also what's cool. It's become such a destination in the pinball world that they'll like do unboxings. And so you get to, get to play some, some of the first people in the world to get to play it. When, when uh, Metallica came out with, with, with theirs and uh, uh, the second ACDC one, I was one of the first people in the world to get to play it. Oh, really? At this thing because... So they debut pinball machines. Yeah, it's like, like how a movie would like premiere. They like debut it and I think that there's a, I think it's the Munsters because it, 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 it always goes along with the guests like for example they debuted a, a new Incredible Hulk one so they had Luf Rigno there Wow, cool. they they debuted a new Elvira one, or at least they were talking about the oh. new Elvira one. So Elvira was there, and I think the guy that plays Eddie Munster is going to be there because there's going to be a, a new Munster's uh, pinball, one huh? pinball that's coming up. So yeah, I played that Metallic. I played most of the ones, you know, right. all of the band ones. I I play a lot of pinball. If I, if I know some place that has pinball machines, I'm going to go check for them sure, out. for sure. But remember Black Knight. Oh, yeah. Black Knight yeah. 2000. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Probably I'm, one of my favorite pinball machines right there. I'm more of like a 91, 92 kind of guy. My, my favorite game is a game called Earthshaker. Uh, and, then, and there's another one called, God, God it's like Windstorm. Uh, all, both made by Bally, made by the same guy. Uh, I wish Jim, Jim uh, Burrell was here. He's a, a, a resident uh, pinball guy. I think this guy's name is Pat Lauer. That's his name. He's yeah. kind of like, uh, like the... I don't know what this, the, the, the Steven Spielberg, if you will, if, of, of the pinball world yeah. and all that. And then Jersey Jack is supposed to coming out with a new one, too. So I'm a Williams guy. I used to love those Williams. Yeah, yeah. They just had such great machines. The man. aesthetic of it is fantastic. Oh, God, so, I can't wait for this. No, this is in March, right? It's in March. So the dates are, again, March 22nd to March 24th. Tickets are available now. Come see us. We'll be doing the show live from the expo floor. Talking about all your expo what? stuff. So much great stuff. Like I said, we're going to play, we're going to get to the song of the week, but I want to talk about a few things first. Again, just got back from the NAM convention, uh, so we're going to get yeah. into all of that. And and you just got back from AVN, right? In Vegas. Yes, I did. AVN. Uh, which, what does that stand for? Adult Video Network. Look out. Uh, which is the, what they call the Oscars of porn. Uh. Uh, but what precedes it is a week-long trade show that's so much fun. My alter ego, DJ Tricky Kid, always plays the welcome party. Uh, and again, we, don't, we, we are not here to exclude anybody. So we're here. We're, we have uh, next month, is, actually, it's actually Breast Care, uh, Breast Care. Cancer Awareness Month. Very good. And so, um, save the booby. We have uh, so exactly. And unfortunately, uh, one of our uh, the guests we're going to have is a Japanese star named Marika Hayes. Uh, she's actually suffering from breast cancer. Uh, we're going to be talking with her uh, about her fight and uh, and, and and a lot more non uh, uh, less morbid, more fun things. Uh, <laughs> okay. Because I'm sure you, you'll work it out if you can believe it. Kenzie freaking Reeves, who is going to be a huge star. And again, like I said, our show isn't really a, a sex-based show, but we don't exclude people. Like I said, we, you know, it's like sure. we're, we, we love everyone. Somebody likes that stuff. Right? And so... Not pointing fingers I, at me, what it's somebody <laughs> likes that stuff. The guy with the two thumbs is raising a beer right now in front of me. Cheers. Cheers to you, sir. <laughs> uh, Kenzie Reeves is going to be here. Uh, like I said, Marika Hayes, uh, Megan Marks, and special co-host, the babe of all babes, Brianna Page, is going to be here, who is local. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you probably have seen Brianna. You might need a producer for that show. Oh. I, I might be available. I'm just saying, working in the calendar. Hold the boom mic, right? <laughs> uh, boom. The, right. Boom. 
Uh, Brianna is so awesome. I'm so glad that she's going to be joining us next week for our AVN special. Uh, from you're going to be hearing stuff that was rec uh, recorded live on the AVN or the a a Expo floor. Wow. Again, we talked to everybody from Gia Vendetti to New Stars, Nikki Huntsman, uh, and again, but Kenzie freaking Reeves. Like I'm telling you. Remember yeah. that name. She's going to be a big star. Uh, but we're going to get into Nam. Uh, so we want to thank. Yeah, some how more. was that? Well, we're going to get into that here in a second. I want to thank our sponsors here. Of course, we want to thank Belvita from Nabisco. Uh, they make the tastiest breakfast set, uh, cookies. And when you're on the go and you need a, a healthy dose of, of, uh, of fiber, there you go. Also want to thank our friends at Tech 21 uh, who make the most raddest bass pedals. And they were set up and kicking serious ass at this year's NAM convention. Uh, and so many, so much more. Uh, so I want to tell you right now, uh, our song of the week is going to be, so this is the band Dead Original. Uh, they're from Chicago. Uh, we're going to play a song. Yeah. We're going to play a song called Fade to Light. Uh, and we'll be right back uh, with a full NAM discussion. Can't tell you about all the people that we spoke with, met with, chatted with, all the cool gear. All the great stuff coming up from us uh, and the special project that we're working on that you're going to want to hear all about. We'll be right back. And once again, this is Dead Original with Fade to Light. So, all right, whenever you're ready. Okay, well, this is Sam Jones slash Gordon. 
I'm with Roy Turner at Tricky Kid Radio. And you better be tuning in, or I will find you. Yes, I will. Yes. <laughs> Cool. So kind of a kind of a tool. You get a little tool vibe from that. What are you? Yeah, yeah. You know, we were talking about that a while ago. Was is it you kind of remind me of maybe like Chevelle or something? Well, yeah, like, kind of a newer tools. I mean, I always think Chevelle kind of ripped off Tool in a way because when I hear it, I'm like, that ah, kind of sounds like Tool, right? But they kind of sound like they're in that same vein. They kind of fit with that vibe. I think yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe I don't know. Great drumming from Rob Lerner there. He's a, he's their drummer. Great guy. Great drummer. Uh, again, from Chicago, check them out. Uh, they're all over the, uh, the interwebs. Just type in Dead Original and it'll pop up. Uh, they have another single uh, coming out uh, called, oh, actually it's already out called Bored Again. And they have a third one that they'll be dropping very, very soon. Their first album will be out later this year. Uh, and these singles can be heard also on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, check out the great videos for both songs that are currently up on YouTube you know, right now. That's the way bands do it now. They, yeah, they like release singles, the yeah. singles on the Spotify and the iTunes, and then they release the videos on the YouTube. Because that's how kids consume music now. Kids don't buy records or see, you don't buy things. You get all your music online. You stream everything. YouTube. Kids love the YouTube, man. I know. I know. They don't make videos. I was I listened to an artist the other day, um, and they were saying, like, you know, they don't make videos for MTV or VH1 or, or any uh, video channel. They make videos now for exclusively YouTube. Yeah, right. that's where... People watch music videos now. Well, well, here's what's even stranger is that, like, when I mention, like, shows, not only just TV shows that I watch or watched, not only are they not watching those shows, they're not even watching TV. They're not watching, they're not even consuming it the way we used to consume it. Not at all. Completely different. That's why, like, 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 okay, it's like, on our YouTube channel, there's some pretty cool videos that I'm proud of. Okay, like, we did a thing with my buddy Neil from Clutch, and we had, like, a three camera angle with we're shooting an 8k and and i'm like all proud of it and people were like kind of shitting on it man this sucks i was like now a lot of people liked it too of course i was like what do you mean what what do you mean this sucks like i'm not a tv studio (laughs) this is pretty good this is pretty good for like just a guy that has like a radio show right that's entering the medium of video right 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 and i realized that if you really want to compete, because now YouTube is the new TV. Right. You can't get TV anymore unless you have cable. That's you understand? Right. If That's you right. buy if you bought a TV set right now and plug it into your wall, it doesn't come on. Right, right, right. You got to get one of those antennas just to get local channels, and, and that people, works half the time. Right. Most people don't even do that. You see that piece of junk I got, got right over there, right? <laughs> so, not to mention that, but they don't want to sit down, even if it did work, and watch. TV or be social with it. They want to do what your little boy's doing right over there. Yeah. Where, where he's got he's, YouTube, he's got the headphones and the thing. And they see other kids doing it and think, I want to do that too. Dude, I'm going to be thing. honest. I'm turning to that person. I'm uh, watch videos on my phone or just, I, I don't even, I mean, I all my TV I stream anyway. I don't watch, I don't have like, you know, old school TV, direct TV or anything. I mean, everything's streamed. Netflix, that's how I do right. it. Prime. Hulu. Or Hulu. You know, Amazon stuff like that. and right. Netflix. Right. I did the same thing. But I recently, I'll be honest, recently, man, I'm I'm watching. See, look. Yeah, he heard us talking. So, yeah, man. Nam was a trip this year. Yeah, so tell me. So, I didn't go this year. I know you went. Right. Um, I was, I've been in years past, you know. Okay, you've been before. So, yeah. I kind of know the, the vibe. I know the feeling. I know what goes on. I know it's It's crazy. Um, you see a lot of cool musicians. So tell me about this year. Like, tell me what happened, what went down, who you saw, how you, how you enjoyed yourself. Well, I'll tell you right now. The, the very first thing that happened was, so how the whole thing started. Like, talk about like diving in. You know, both feet. Like you said, I just gotten. I, I went from Vegas at AVN, straight to Nam, straight to Nam, right into the fire there on Thursday. And Thursday, of course, it kind of starts kind of on Wednesday, but right. things really start to get rolling on Thursday. So officially, I actually didn't actually even enter the, the, the convention center until Friday, okay? Uh-huh. Because the minute that I landed, we uh, were headed to Dime Bash. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the, right. The legacy for... Oh, 
Miles, are you okay? The uh, charity concert. What do they do with a concert? And they do the ride. Do they do the? I don't think they do the ride, but it's, they don't do that in LA. Like here, it's like the ride for Dime and Dallas, of course, where we grew up. But this is just like Dime Bash, and the turnout and the lineup is always so much heavier and bigger and better and 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 larger because everybody lives there. So there's right. not a matter of geography. Right. Number right. two, it's January. So no one's on tour. You know what I mean? Like everyone's right, just right. like it's a good time to do it. It's a perfect time to do it, you know? So it was at the observatory there in Santa Ana, which is just about, you know, a few miles down the road from Harbor Boulevard there in Anaheim. Just, you know, like how you think it's a different city being an inn. And, like, there's, like, Garden Grove and Santa Ana. It's, like, here. It's, like, Hearst, Euless, Bedford. They're all <laughs> kind, of, right. kind of bleed together. And uh, this was nuts. Hosted by Jose Mangan, of course, you know. Sirius XM. The metal, Octane, right? Or right, the metal ambassador metal guy. Or, yeah. And, of course, people now know that I uh, am currently working on a project to finally bring you the definitive documentary on that'll tell the story of King's X. Yeah, you went from doing the uh, video with Clutch, and now you're graduating to documentary film? That's or? correct. Well, this one, it's not the first documentary that we've worked on. I mean, I mean, I mean you know, but... Yeah, but so, you're growing. I mean, you're getting bigger and bigger. And, and thank you. But it's yeah. not... It's While not, I'm sitting at home on the couch. <laughs> but I'm just saying we didn't go from some like you know YouTube video to a full blown production. There was there was iPhone some videos from Rocklahoma. <laughs> right, right. There was there, there have been some successes along the okay, way. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, and so Doug Pinnock from Kings X was there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, performing a great longtime friend of Dime and Vinny's, uh, and of course so and Rita Haney who was uh, Dime's widow is who one that produces the event and puts it all together uh, with all his old friends and it was kind of cool because it was a very long show with hundreds of musicians well, kind of i mean like, name some of the guys i mean I, the videos i saw obviously they're going to show like Corey taylor dave Grohl doing the walk with rex brown I, right. there's some pantera songs they played well which was cool well a lot of people don't realize that the dave Grohl was, was a huge pantera fan oh, of course. still is uh, a big dime bag uh, and Vinny fan. Uh, also, him being a drummer, of course, he's a guitarist and a, and a drummer. So, right, yeah. it's right up his alley, right? Yeah. But him and Rita Haney are very, very close, and he always is always so generous with his time. Well, he has a new endeavor called Backbeat Barbecue, and this dude was up for 24 hours setting up at like seven o'clock, like that morning. And yeah, you posted on Instagram right. a picture of him. He's like, he's got like his barbecue apron on and that's right he's into it man well i mean he spent 24 hours seriously and like you know this guy is a gazillionaire he's a cool guy he knows everybody he could just easily say it's my recipe but you you peasants are going to serve it have other people prepare it and no, make it exactly he and did it all himself all, all we had a little bit of help but he but he prepared it had the smoker he cut Wait, the he had meat some help with cocaine and, or what? <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, he had a little bit of help with some cross tops that he picked up. And, uh, no, but and how rock and roll is this? Is it a couple of times, like while he's like smoking the meat, suddenly he's like, oh hey, I gotta take a quick break. Instead of taking a piss break, he would go on stage to do Pantera songs with like Rex Brown and Scott Ian of Anthrax. Right. And, uh, so what was that band? I mean, well, I saw some videos. I mean, it was Corey from Slipknot, right? Stone right. Sour. It was Rex Brown on bass. It was Dave Grohl. Was he playing drums or was guitar. he? Guitar. He was playing guitar. Yeah. And then who was the drummer? Uh, it was off and on. It was Dave Lombardo was a couple of times. Wow. It was the guy from King. Was uh, I see. King was kind of the house band. Really? Yeah. That's like cool. K-Y-N-G, like, K-Y-N-G. That's King. right. Almost yeah. every song seemed to feature a, a member of the band King. Right on. And uh, but ridiculous. I was standing on stage and there's Scott Ian of Anthrax. Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters, Rex Brown, and I'll be right now, I'm not the biggest Slipknot or Stone Sour fan at all, but I have really? a whole new respect for Cortana. I know he's a cool guy, and yes. everybody likes him, and he's even written a couple of books that I even have, have looked at and everything else. He freaking delivered. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a good, he's solid, man. He is a solid singer, good singer. And, and you know what? I might be the minority here. And I hope that I'm not, but I'll, tell, I'll say this. Probably for me, the most memorable, because you know Corey Taylor and all those guys are going to go out there and rock it. But for me, the thing that I think that really sticks in my mind, I even got the chance to tell him so, was that Sindog from Cypress Hill was there. Yeah. They're going to be here in Dallas. Cypress Hill has a new album called Elephants on Acid. 
and it's the return. It's badass. Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill. And they're going to be in Dallas on February 22nd. Hope that you'll join us out there. And uh, we'll be talking with the guys in Cypress Hill as well in a few weeks. So, But anyway, Sindog was there. Apparently, he went to school with Dave Lombardo from Slayer. Their parents knew each other back in Cuba. He's Cuban. Dave Lombardo's Cuban. Ended up finding, like living on the same street with each other. Like, hey, I know you guys from Cuba. Went to high school together. You don't think about this. And you don't realize that how, like, he was telling me after. Cause I was like, dude, he got up there and did Slayer's mandatory suicide with Lombardo on drums and freaking killed really for me it was the best thing of the night it was it was the most memorable for me because i've heard that song a million times right but you've never heard it like that so do they record the i mean i've seen some youtube videos here and there and stuff but do they record these events of course they release them well, I don't know. I don't know how you would be able to consume them, yeah. or what they have planned. I'd like to go back that. and hear that. I mean, obviously. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, you know, you'll get to see some of the footage uh, of Doug Pinnock performing Jailbreak uh, uh, on the project that we're working on. Hang on one second here. But yeah, because I mean, you've heard mandatory suicide a million times. But talk about how you would consume it. I don't know what their plans are, but I know what our plans are with some, with some of the footage because. Uh, oh, so you're going to include some of that in the that's, that's why we were oh, there. Nice, so, nice. Uh, But, man, everybody was there. Chris Jericho, the you know, this super cool guy, wrestler. He's also in a band called Fozzie. Right, yeah. He rocked Number of the Beast. They were doing a lot of non-Pantera songs. They are just doing a Pantera set. That's cool. They were doing, like, what, what would Diamond and Vinny like to listen to? So, uh, my God, like I said, we, people we've already mentioned, like I said, but I told Sindog after I said, man, because he just kind of brought this kind of, Cool Not, vibe to it. Huh? Yeah, he wasn't trying to be hip hop, and he wasn't trying. He was just himself. He was just. So I don't know if you know this, but I got to actually sing at one of those Dime Bash. I remember you saying that. Okay, what, what year so was that? So they did a big one. I think probably the biggest one they've ever done was here, or, or the biggest one locally. Maybe. Yeah, the biggest one here in Dallas. They did at the uh, what is that? What is that? Not it used to be called Gillies, but what do they call it? Southside Ballroom? Right, right. One okay. of the, so uh, I get the call like that afternoon. They're like, hey, we need an extra singer to sing, you know, some of these songs tonight. Like, which I didn't understand because Aaron Lewis from Stained was there. I mean, they had some pretty heavyweight people there. Uh, Vinny uh, and uh, Bob Zilla from Hell Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, Ace Freely, uh, the guys from Grim Reaper. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, Nick Balcott was Stained, there too. Yes. He's, he and, was Vinny's uh, best friend. Uh, guys from Typo Negative, uh, the drummer. So they're like, yeah, we want you to sing like these three songs. I think it was like the Trooper, like uh, Jailbreak, which I guess is a dime bash staple. Right, yeah. Uh, and there were some, I, I think I ended up singing like three songs. But, and I was thinking, wow, this is like huge. They're not asking any other local singers but me. Why are they asking me? I don't know. I actually knew somebody that was putting on the event. And they just called me on a whim and said, hey, would you be interested? I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, here I right, mean, right. I get to sing with like these guys. So I remember that was... What year was that? I must, oh, have, been, I must have been in New York because I would have been there. If, 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 yeah, this was... Uh, man, when was this? Because he, he passed you. in December of 04, so it probably was a few years after yeah, that. Yeah, I want to say... Like 08 or something? Yeah, 07, okay. 08. Uh, about so 10 I was years in, ago. I was in New York from 06 to 13, so... Yeah, so probably about that time. Well, what but, a great experience for you. Dude, I was... I mean, I'm not one to get shy too often or get kind of like uh, starstruck because, you know, I've been in radio and I've met, you know, I've met all my heroes. Right, sure, sure. And, and we, we both have been in the music right, industry right. forever. But, man, I was kind of like... I got on stage and it's kind of like almost seized up for a minute. Yeah. Because I'm sitting there and I'm looking behind me. It's a drummer of typo negative. I'm looking to my left. It's, you know, Nick from Grim Reaper. I'm looking to my right. And then, oh, my God, that's the uh, guitar player from Stain, Mike Mushock. Or, right. You know, and then Bob Zilla's playing. And we're like, are you guys ready? And like, I'm like, are you guys ready? Yeah, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. Right, right. And then there's a crowd. You know, the crowd's massive. Cause yeah, it's, the place was like, like 4,000 people, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. So I just rocked it out. Uh, you know, uh, I remember singing that. I remember getting off stage, and then uh, Aaron Lewis from Stain goes, "So you're the one that sang, uh, what was that? The Trooper? What was I think it was a Trooper? It, it was a Maiden song." And he goes, "Well, I'm glad you sang that song because I wasn't about to sing it. Because I guess they had a set list of kind of one they play, and they's like, well, who can sing? Who can do this? And, right. and they just they needed an extra singer. And I, luckily, I got the call. But that's fantastic. But that was like my dime bash dime. That's my like. Well, memory. I mean, how how, how how it doesn't get any better than that, right? Uh, you was, know, it was pretty crazy. If you go to our website on trickykid.com, that's tricky-kid.com. I actually have 
uh, the set list because I took a picture of it that was hanging nice. on, the, on the wall and it tells you everything that, that, that people played and who played on it and everything else. I got that for when I did it. You did? Okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah. And like Nita Strauss, you know who she is? Yeah, she was yeah. Alice Cooper, Absolutely. super hot, super good talented, guitar player, fantastic guitar player. Great live too, man. And, just a, and, and, and a total cool chick, man. Just totally awesome. Yeah. So everybody was there. Like I said, you know, the Anthrax guys were there. I, oh. uh, I said Frankie and Scott were there. Uh, if Charlie was there, I didn't, I didn't see him until later, but you're talking about that moment. We had another moment on Saturday was the, uh, this is a great, great Back thing. at NAMM, right? Back at NAMM. On Saturday night is the big ultimate. There's a thing that happens. It's actually, it's actually happening right now in Hollywood called the ultimate jam night. They do it like every one, like right. Wednesday mm-hmm. at the Whiskey. Right. And so they skipped that week to have ultimate NAMM night to have it there. And it's right across at the Hilton, at the, at the Anaheim uh, at Convention Center. Well, what was cool about this was, again, Doug Pennick, again, was there. That's who we were with and, you know, working on our project. Uh, and it was like this insane who's who. I took a picture that looked like <laughs> something out of, like, Hit Parader or Circus Magazine. <laughs> Remember that, right? Right, yeah. Now, uh, we were talking about, and let, let me bring it all, all, all home for you here. I had spoken to Mike An- Michael Anthony. Take that, Eddie Trunk, okay? Oh, jeez. <laughs> this charlatan thinks that he's uh, sources close to me know about the Van Halen reunion. Eddie Trunk doesn't know any more about the Van Halen reunion than your uh, grandmother does. Here we okay? go. Here we go. I know. Gloves are coming off. Anyway, I just—he's a nice guy, but I just think that he banks on this thing that that is that's based on. He's a charlatan, basically. Okay, and I all want to say okay. this is that I know he thinks he's like a the ambassador to metal. Let me be clear: Eddie Trunk does not represent me as a fan of metal or a member of this community. Oops. He does not represent me. Oops. Um, he only represents himself. Anyway, so I actually spoke to Michael <laughs> Anthony, uh, and not like he was just gonna like. Give me the full scoop, but all I can say is this, is that if you don't live in New York, Chicago, or California, pack your bags and get ready, because uh, something big is going to be happening uh, this uh I'm just glad he's a part of it, you know? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And then, uh, but here's what was so cool about it, is that it was Eddie Van Halen's birthday. I spoke to Michael Anthony. Eddie wasn't at NAMM, but he did show, but they, they were showcasing his new shark guitar. So I had played Eddie. Did you say shart guitar? Sh- shart, right? He sharted <laughs> all over it. Well, he's getting older. Right. So you don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could have been a shark guitar. It's his 65th birthday. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> I think it was his 60th, I think. Anyway, um, so Eddie, so I, I'm playing Eddie's shark guitar. Okay. I'm talking with Michael Anthony. And then that evening. You're trying to get into the band as a rhythm guitar player or something? Oh, right. I'm trying to be, be, be the backup singer or something, or <laughs> let me drive the van. But my first concert was in 1986, talking about Ted Templeman earlier, was when Van Halen had their split with David Lee Roth in 85, that even though Van Halen was the first to strike back with 5150, David Lee Roth oh, yeah. swung for the fences. Oh, yeah. At, Come with, on. With the greatest, probably the greatest record of the 80s for any type of like eat them and smile eat them and smile man yeah. and put together a band that the only band that could ever rival the original van halen steve Vai, yeah greg bissonette and of course billy sheehan, billy sheehan. on bass god and, and it was my first concert in 1986 in little garden opened the, up the show right cinderella did oh cinderella on the night See, song I saw it in texas and poison opened up that show and it was the fourth show of the tour and this was the first big tour for cinderella so that was a that was a big deal for That's them. That's pretty awesome, man. Well, anyway, well those guys have it. They did one more record, uh, minus Bissonette, uh, with uh, with the, the next record called Skyscraper. Oh, that's a good one too. Not bad. I liked it. Uh, and haven't played together since. Well, here's what's something kind of funny. About three years ago, talk about this oh, this like about this. this weekly jam thing. There's a, there's a bowling alley called Lucky Seven, and they'll do these kind of like jam night things. Well. Here's the deal. Doug Pennick from King's X may or may not be responsible for this, but all three of the guys were there, and they thought, here's how we want to do it. We don't want to do it in some big arena. We want to do it for the diehards. Dave is into it. It's the 30th anniversary. Okay, because it was in in 2016, so it was the 30th anniversary of Eat and Smile. Dave is actually into it. Who lives in Japan, by the way. He happened to be in town and was going to come down to this bowling alley. Doug Pennick was backstage with those three guys. And, and again, I'm just having some fun with you, Doug, so don't get so, so, so tight if you hear this. 
but I guess he got excited and might have posted something. Ah. Yeah. Uh. And or whatever. And, and again, I'm only having fun. I don't think Doug Pinnock is responsible for for the, the you know. But, but, but I was having fun with it. But 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 somehow it got out. It got out so badly that they had to close down Hollywood Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, I heard about this. I heard about this. The big like there's going to be a reunion and, and blah, it, blah blah blah. Right. And yeah. And it didn't happen. Well, so this coming Nam three years removed. The deal was was that it's Eddie Van Halen's birthday. Mm-hmm. Michael Anthony is there and booked and performing for the first time since '88. Well, the second oh, actually, actually the first time since since because Bissonette was there. The first time since the Eat 'Em and Smile tour, it's Bissonette, Sheehan, and Vi. Who's going to be the singer? And they were going on right before Doug. So I'm standing on the side of the stage. And come on, okay. Charlie Benante from Anthrax is playing drums. Doug is singing. The, the guy from the Bullet Boys uh, was... Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wearing a Mojave Lord. Shout out to my boy Dave Ketching out there out there in, in, in Joshua Tree, California. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of... And Phil X from Bon Jovi on guitar. Oh. Right? Wow. Okay. I had just passed like... The, like not Phil Rudd but Simon from ACDC and like Tiffany like on the way to the stage Tiffany. and yeah. then Tiffany and Tiffany and then uh, Steve Vai and Vernon Reed and again go to our website I have that whole backstage uh, set list of who played what Wow! and I'm sitting there going is Dave going to be here is Dave going to be here is Dave going to be here the vibe suggested no right right and here came Jeff Soto who apparently has done some records with those guys. Yeah, great singer. And they did Queen's Tie Your Mother Down. Nice. And they did uh, Shy Boy uh, from Eat 'Em and Smile, which actually is a cover of a band that Jeff and uh, and Billy Sheen were in. So he's actually the original singer of Shy Boy. Very cool. So that was cool. You know, I mean, and nothing against those guys. But no Dave. Ah, Dave. Dave. He lives in Japan. But uh, I heard that there's a new Van Halen record done. Yeah, I've been hearing that for a long done. time too. Done, like it's done. It's it's on the shelf, just waiting. And for those of you who slept on 2012, a different kind of truth. Shame on you because it's uh, the ball. I love it. I love it. It I sits did, right like, next to 1984. Yeah, like yesterday was like the 10 year reunion of that. This the the, uh, the seventh or the seventh. Yeah, 2012. Right. Yeah, year. yesterday yeah, yeah. was. So yeah. lots of Van Halen news this week. <laughs> we love Van Halen. Well, you know that's our band know, is right, Van totally. Halen. Uh, and speaking of dime, here's what uh, I wanted to tell a quick story was that you know everybody who lives in the Dallas Fort Worth area that grew up in that time always has got some good Diamond Vinny story. And, sure. And I, I won't claim that you know I was a lot younger than everybody when Cowboys from Hell came out. I was only I was only like 15, 16. Uh, I never could get in. I couldn't get in the Savvies when we when they were around. 87, 88. Um, Rita Haney is going to be participating in our project, which I'm very excited about. Uh, but I was around enough. You know, I got to see them pre-fame in some clubs like The Basement and Joe's mm-hmm. Garage and this place called Metalworks in Arlington. Yeah. Um, uh, I got to go and like, you know, and here's what was cool. It was the, the connection between me and Dime was actually King's X because he, one night he saw me at Trees and I used to wear this, I said this Van Halen belt buckle. He had, and I, he hadn't even seen it. The classic right, with the Van Halen right. logo, yes. But he, had that too. we were early on in the, in the evening, I was, where you could actually could sit at the bar and have a, have a beer at Trees here in Deep Ellum. And he just, apropos of nothing, looked over at me because there was nobody around. He just said, hey man, what is your favorite guitar? We're not even talking about Van Halen. I said, I've always have loved that yellow and black guitar that's on the back of Van Halen Charbel. too. Right. Yeah. And he goes, get this guy a fucking drink and, and all this, right? And then from then on, I introduced myself as Roy, but from then on, he always called me Van Halen. I don't, to the, I don't <laughs> think he knew my name. That's cool. Now, I'll, I would take it. I, I took it. And when him and Vinny... I think he called me Paul Stanley. See? He, yeah, he, he, he had nicknames. These nicknames yeah. right. He called me Paul Stanley because we did, on the radio one time, we did, he was Gene and I was Paul. We did this little bit. Right. When I was on the Eagle. Yeah. And then from then on. And when Damn. him and Vinny, before they would go on stage, they would fist bump and say, Van Halen. Yeah, that's each other. right. Because they were like, like, you know, they were that, like That was Eddie. their band. Well, they were kind of similar. There was like, Alex you know, Eddie. 
Vinny Diamond. Right. I get it. And so I got to, you know, I got to get, go back to the house a couple of times and, oh, yeah. and hang out and party. And whenever he would see me, he'd go, Van Halen, how are you? Or, what's up, Van Halen? And make me drink some ridiculous yeah. okay. concoction. Oh, yeah. Uh, later on in my times in Las Vegas, because I do an annual, again, we talked about earlier uh, at AVN, uh, and also in October, uh, usually during uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, the psycho, not psycho holiday, I'm thinking of Pantera, <laughs> but there's like a weekend there. Uh, that Vinny uh, had invited me out, uh, 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 was there at Hard Rock seeing me play, and, and he'd taken me to see Carrot Top a couple of times, and nice. he, he has a house, he moved out to Vegas a few yeah. years ago, and he yeah. knows I'm a big Prince fan. So he has like this room in his house. Every room in his house was kind of like, like the Elvis thing, where like one room was orange, one room was purple, and they all have different names. Well, he called the purple room the Prince room. So the, uh, the, one of the few times where I was invited back, I, I ended up crashing in the, he's like, hey, you're the Prince guy, and crashing in the purple room oh, there. Oh, that's cool, so, man. But again, that's like cool. I said, and these were, I should mention, both times where it's still Panther gigs, by the way. Like, it's just kind of like <laughs> Texas in the house. But I, I, I definitely knew Dime more, but... Uh, See, I knew Vinny more. It was weird, yeah. So it's just, just, just something there. I, and I just want to say that I, I appreciate the efforts that Rita Haney uh, and everybody involved that was doing uh, just to carry that legacy. Here we are in 2019. We're 15 years this December removed from Dime's passing, which is Crazy. unbelievable to think about. Uh, and bless everybody for being involved with that. Um, a few more things I want to mention before we get out of here. Um, like I said, that Nam thing was nuts. I, I show you a picture where there's Steve Vai, Carmen Apice, Phil X, the, again the guy uh, Simon from ACDC, uh, Jesus Christ, except Charlie Benante, like everybody is at this thing. And then it happened again. Like three days later, this is more like, you know, Doug living in L.A. It's like if there was like a weekly jam night, like on a Wednesday night, who would be the best of the best that would just show up? Right? Right. They probably wouldn't anyway. Yeah. At this, suddenly it's Doug Pinnock. It's Eric McFadden. It's Stephen Perkins from Jane's Addiction. Mike Watt from Firehose and, and Minutemen. Uh, and a million other just awesome badasses. Angelo Moore from Fishbone. Uh, just a great, great community there, you know? That's cool, man. So, uh, so before we get out of here... <clears throat> well, I might be going to L.A. next week, so... Oh, are you? Yeah, so you'll have to give me some hot spots, and I'll check them out. For real, for sure. Yeah. Go, go to the Mint. It's in L.A. It's in kind of in the Beverly Hills area there. It's off of, I think it's off of, uh, I want to say it's right off of Wilshire Boulevard there. Uh, while we were there, we also participated in, uh, there's a great movie that uh, my friend Sebastian came out with called Mind Over Matter. Uh, it's about Brandon Mendenhall that you might know from the Mendenhall experiment. Yeah, you were telling me. Mende uh, Brandon has, uh, has overcome uh, cerebral palsy to, to front a, a kick-ass killer metal band uh, at the behest and inspiration of James Monkey Shaver from Korn. Uh, and had a great, great, great red carpet event there. Uh, welcoming Brandon in the movie. James was present for that, uh, and it was just a great, great time. Check out the movie Mind Over Matter. Before we get out of here, again, we want to thank the guys from Tech 21 uh, for representing so hard at NAM. I want to, hello, can you go? <laughs> I want to thank Pioneer DJ. Uh, I did a, my alter ego DJ Tricky Kid performed uh, several demos during the week for uh, a crowd. I was one of the first people to get to actually perform and use their new uh, Pioneer, Pioneer, DJ, right. their new Pioneer DJ gear. Uh, again, Tech 21, Pioneer DJ, our friends at Belveda. Nam was a trip. If you missed it, uh, go to our website at www.trickykid.com. It's tricky-kid.com. Uh, we're on Twitter at trickykid the number two. Uh, check out, we want to thank also Dead Original for rocking the house this week. Go see Red Leather. When, when, when can they see Red Leather? Man, we're on tour. The 2019 tour is in full effect. So if you go onto social media, you can go to at Red Leather Band or just follow, if you follow hashtags, which a lot of people are doing now, it's, it's hashtag Red Leather Band. Oh, yeah, the, the, URL, uh, the, the, the at is at Red Leather Rocks. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Okay. I said, no, it's my band. It's at Red Leather Rocks or hashtag Red Leather Band. And we're on tour. We, you'll see us. I mean, we, 
just playing all the the favorites, all the rock favorites. You yeah, eighties. A lot of a lot of songs from eighty three. Yes, you know, so. we might have to come back and do more of that. Oh god! And before we get out of here, I'll say one thing that when you heard at the beginning of the show, our theme song since the beginning, we've been doing this show for almost four years now, and you'll hear our outro is from a local band that that was on Island Records back in the late 1980s called The Buck Pets. Oh, yeah. And who came out with their debut album. This week is the 30th anniversary of the self-titled record really? uh, from The Buck Pets. People always ask me, what is that kick-ass intro song? God, I love that. It's a song called Good Day. Uh, and it's what, what opens and closes this show and has for four years and will as, as long as it'll let us. So, again, congratulations to the Buck Pets for still years. rocking for 30 years. Again, I am Roy Turner. Make sure you tune in next week. We've got a great, great, great show coming up. Lots and lots of great stuff. It'll uh, be fun. It's going to be awesome. Chaz, thank you for being Thanks here. Thanks for having me again. Thank you, brother. Good Cheers, to see man. you. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you next week. <laughs>